Welcome to the Code Live podcast with me, Cole Beach, and my great mate, Nathan Blackaby. Jesus is my captain, brother, rescue, and friend. This is Code 1. They say that in the heat of battle, Chesty Puller, who retired from the US Marines as a Lieutenant General, would bark out orders in a voice that could rattle the gates of hell, and he would stalk about with his chest puffed out despite the incoming enemy fire, as if he were daring anyone to hit him. If you've seen the movie Apocalypse Now, he was a bit like the colonel who unflinchingly and ultra coolly strolls around the beach that he's being hit by artillery shells and machine gun fire while everyone else is diving for cover. Chesty was and is a legend in the Marine Corps. It's said that even after his retirement in 1955, young Marines would view it as a pilgrimage to visit his home and spend time with him and his wife. Never been a man to refuse a fight, he even tried to re-enlist at the age of 67 because he didn't want to miss out on a fight in Vietnam. This is one crazy guy, right? He's That's a, Chesty Puller. This is Chesty Puller. Yeah. <laughs> he was refused. How about this? It's once recorded that one of his Marines said, I'd follow that man to hell. And he went on to say in the same sentence, and it looks as though I may have to. <laughs> this is reading from the code book. This is chapter one of the code book, actually. As it's so often the case with great men, there is a flip side to the hard-drinking, hard-fighting warrior. War to Chesty Puller was a matter of kill or be killed. He reportedly condoned the shooting of prisoners and once ordered his artillery to fire on a supporting and friendly army unit if it exposed his marines by retreating. Puller's tactics were built around one word, attack. One famous Chesty quote from a time when he was massively outgunned and surrounded on all sides goes something like this. You're going to love this. Go on. There to the left of us, behind us, to the right of us, and in front of us. That simplifies things. They can't get away this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> I like that. Now, I've just gone to say, what if I were the man having to follow the colonel's command to charge a well-equipped and numerically superior army? What if my life is just seen as a statistic to achieve an aim? In just one of Chesty Puller's battles at Guadalcanal, that's in World War Two, yeah. 25,000 experienced seasoned soldiers were killed. 25,000? 25, 25,000 in one hit. I mean, when you start reading that, it's not so wonderful no. anymore, is it? No. Back to the book. What's this got to do with following Jesus? Come on. Well, right at the start of this manual, we need to lay down some solid principles. To be part of the Code Life movement is to recognise that we have a leader who doesn't have a flip side. He doesn't want to use you just to achieve a name. And whilst following Jesus is a full-on decision and promise, the relationship will last for eternity, not just until the fighting is over. Firstly, as men who live by the code, we are in no doubt at all that Jesus is our captain. By this, we mean that we have determined to follow him anywhere and do whatever he asks us to do. He is King Jesus, and it's a fact that he'll one day judge the living and the dead. In fact, if you reference to the Bible, in Matthew 25, that is this awesome scene of judgment. Yeah, yeah. And it says, when the Son of Man... I'm reading, just to say, I'm reading from the NASB here, mate. Lovely version. Yeah, because it's very majestic. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from one another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. 
And then the king will say to those on his right, come you are blessed to my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. It goes on to say why that happens, yeah. which you'll look at another time. But yeah. there's absolutely no doubt at all, is there, that Jesus is in charge. And I can remember once uh, when I was working in banking, we had a client who was a medium. And right. to cut a very long story short, I was thinking, how do I witness to a medium? Like, yeah. How do you go about doing that? Yeah. And uh, I felt the Holy Spirit give me a little nudge. And yeah. I said, you got spirit guides? I've got three. Must be greedy, isn't it? Three. I said, "Can you ask him a question?" Yeah. She went, "Yeah." I said, "Ask him who's in charge on the other side." And she never turned up to her next meeting. But I saw her in a banking hall about a month later, and I went bowling straight over to her. And I went, yeah. "Oh, you didn't turn up for your meeting? Not answer me calls?" She's a bit sheepish. I said, "Did you ask a question?" She went, "I did." Did you get an answer? She said, "I did." I said, "Well, who's in charge on the other side then, according to your spirit guides?" She said that her spirit guide said the Christ is in charge on the other side. <laughs> That's a bit of a tingly so, moment, though. It's awesome, isn't it? The Christ, the, Christ. Is in, the Christ is in charge. Then she said that her spirit guide said, if you talk to that man anymore, we're going to stop talking to you. No. That's why I didn't come back from the meeting. But I love it. That's He's awesome, the captain, isn't it? He's the captain of heaven. I like Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that, that is such a thing for us men to get our heads around. I can remember yeah. the day I gave my life to Christ. It was the next day. Yeah. So it's 22nd of April 1990, 7 o'clock in the evening, gave my life to Christ. 23rd of April, sitting on the edge of my bed after telling my family I'd become a Christian. Yeah. And I prayed a prayer. I said to Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you tell me to go. And I'll do whatever you ask me to do, no matter what the cost. Yeah. Which was a totally Holy Spirit-inspired prayer. And he's held me to that. But yeah, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah. When you, if you've submitted your life to Christ, yeah. you put him in charge. Yeah, yeah. But, that, but that's a bit that... you we don't often hear about the cost yeah and that's one of the things that i i kind of experienced in my life was that i i'd bought into a christianity that didn't have much of the cost that's involved it. i didn't know about the cost i wasn't told about the cost because if you do put him first and you follow him into battle as it were yeah a massive cost to pay yeah isn't it? well we often say we're preaching the gospel at, uh you know code events or cvm events we, we say that jesus will absolutely <coughs> take you to the wire yeah because he wants to fashion you to be the kind of man you know you ought to be. Yeah. And he's going to hit your wallet, yeah. your time, your commitments, your yeah, priorities, yeah. your friendships, yeah. the way you operate in your family, yeah. your, your career trajectory. He's oh, basically submitting everything to him. That's he's massive. your master and commander, isn't he? He's yeah, your captain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it will cost you everything. Yeah. We, don't, we don't talk about it, do we? So no. We preach a message of uh, come to Christ and you'll feel loved up. Yeah. Which is partly true. Needs-based gospel. Yeah. What about... But that's what resonates with the fellas, isn't it? I think. I think so. Well, it resonates with me. Yeah, because I can't. On on the subject of forgiveness, for example, like yeah. our master and commander Jesus, he's teaching us how to forgive, and that goes against the world's kind of order of things. You're meant to seek right. revenge. You're meant to go after someone or or get your own back. But yeah. Jesus calls us to forgive, and he he don't just teach it. He actually modelled it, didn't he, on the cross, yeah. like. He, complete forgiveness absolutely I mean, amazing the other thing that struck me on sunday in our church and just well, to say like we're, we're blokes who are deeply committed to yeah. local church for all the ups and downs <laughs> the pain yeah. that they can bring yeah uh it's just part of being in community but in our local church uh the preacher is talking about john the baptist and where john the baptist followers come out to him and say that that bloke you've been talking about you know he's, he's baptizing more people than you yeah and he goes no 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 like I've got to decrease so that he increases. Yeah. And that's another part of the yeah, cost, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. 
that we often say to people, if you see anything good in me, it's only because the one in me is far greater yeah. than I am. We keep yeah. pointing beyond ourselves to Yeah, Christ. definitely, mate. You know, it's the utter surrender to the ultimate captain, isn't it? Yeah. The ultimate general. Yeah. I but, do, sorry, sorry. I, I do like the illustration of Chesty Puller. And I was just Googling him, actually, as you were reading it. He's the most decorated uh, oh, yeah. Ferocious. Marine in America. Just some of his awards. Navy Cross, yeah. Purple Heart, yeah. uh, Silver Star, Bronze yeah. Star Medal, Distinguished Service Cross, Legion yeah. of Merit, and Air Medal. That's bonkers, isn't it? Do you know what? He had this thing about never flinching under fire. It's actually true. Really? You know, in Apocalypse Now, if you've seen that film, yeah. there's the, the colonel is in the surfing, and all the rounds are coming in, yeah. and all the boys are ducking, and yeah. he's just standing there going... Well, look at that wave coming in. Yeah, yeah. Bullets pinging off. Now, apparently, in real life, Chesty Puller was fighting against some insurgents yeah. early on in his career as a young man. And he, and he ducked under enemy fire. Some incoming fire came in, and he ducked. And the other boys who were with him, seasoned operatives, didn't move. Yeah. They just looked at him and said, you never flinch under fire. And he totally took it to heart. So from that day on, no matter how close a round was coming in, yeah, yeah. never even flinched. Like, pew, be like... <laughs> Just hold the line. The blokes are ducking around him. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, literally an unbelievable character. I mean, you can you can Google Chesty Puller quotes. Yeah, he's got it. Anyway, let's back to the book. Our standing orders in Matthew twenty-eight to, are to go into the world uh, with some lifestyle requests as seen through the gospel, particularly in Matthew five. That means as Jesus soldiers, we've determined to get on with it, not to moan, sulk, or complain. That's yeah. a big one, isn't yeah, it, yeah, for fellas? Because we do sulk. Yeah. We've given away our rights. That's another thing. Yeah. That, is, that is so hard. Mm. Particularly for a younger generation. Yeah, yeah. You've given away your rights. We are slaves to Christ. And just as the Roman centurion in Matthew 8 recognised Jesus' authority from the perspective of a hard-bitten soldier, so do we as men of God recognise that we are his to command our lives and not our own. Tip number one. If there is something you're still doing that you know deep down you need to stop doing but you're making excuses, reaffirm that Jesus is your captain and submit to his lead. It's That's, big stuff, mate, yeah, isn't it? It's, massive, it's not isn't little it? things. You are calling. a slave to Christ. I mean, yeah. I mean, this this first code, Captain, Brother, Rescue and Friend, we spend a lot of time thinking about what yeah. it means for him to be our captain. Yeah. What do you think about that? About the captain element of yeah. it? Yeah. Do yeah. We don't talk about that in the church, do we? We don't stand up on the church. No. Say, Jesus is your captain, submit to him in all aspects. Well, it's of not life. language we like using, is it? Cause I think I, that's because it's military. Yeah, or? I think so. I think people, I, I think, in my experience of church, we're good at nurturing the pastor heart in people. Right. And we're good at nurturing that shepherd kind of quality of, of yeah. manhood, if you like. Yeah. But I remember chatting with one of our mates, Dave Hearn, and and he was like, what about the warrior side of us? The, da the David who wants to battle, who, who, yeah. whose hand is trained for war. Like, he understands a different set of dialogue and a different way of communicating. Yeah. And it's that it's that balance between trying to reach guys and still putting the fire and the energy and the excitement of what it means to follow Christ. Yeah. But also that that tender side that says, what does it mean to be a dad? What does it mean to be a father of a, a lost generation? What does it mean to be a bloke who cares, who's compassionate? Yeah. So, And I think Jesus, when he calls us to be under him as, as a captain, for me, it encompasses that, that flip side of it that is that, that warrior spirit that he, he's going to give me some orders. He's going to yeah. give me some direction. I think the problem is, as soon as you start to talk like that, people think you're inciting guys to a fight, a punch-up, which yeah. is aggressive. And yeah. There's this reaction, isn't there, against muscular Christianity? Yeah. 
particularly in the Victorian era, the muscular Christianity thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And people really have a, a big deal about that. But that, I don't think that's what we're saying. No. What we're saying is your life is fully surrendered. Yeah. You know, and when your life is fully surrendered and you're a slave to Christ, yeah. like, it's so much he can do with you and through you if you're prepared to say, oh, I'll go anywhere. Now, yeah. as soon as we start saying you're a warrior, people think, oh, it's just do like sword fighting. Now, yeah. we do do sword fighting at the gathering. Because yeah. some blokes like it. Some blokes like it. I quite like it. Yeah. What I have noticed is this about my own walk with Jesus. Yeah. If I'm not in a scrap spiritually, or mm. if I'm not contending for something, yeah. or pioneering, that's when I'm most likely to fall into sin. Yeah. I don't feel I was designed to be a peacetime no. man. Well, I, I think another sort of way I'm hearing that is if if you can't see the battle, you lose sense of the fight you're in, don't you? Yeah. You just go cold and you sit on the edge of things. Yeah. And that's why I like what we do at CVM because I see guys get involved and, and they feel that sense of battle we're going after the lost we're going after yeah. souls like get involved and that keeps you sharp and it? we do have standing orders as we just read like Matthew 28 go into the world yeah baptise them yeah in the name of the Father Son Holy Spirit get out there do it yeah, yeah. speak for me do this thing you know and like, for me I've been consumed for years that like, it's ferocity for the gospel that keeps welling up in me yeah. no matter what's going on in my life it yeah. just keeps bubbling up well, if Cameron says that, said, no matter what's going on, he's always got this frosty yeah, yeah. about the gospel. Yeah. It's because I know that some people are going to hell. Yeah. What, millions. And I can't I can't stomach it. No, like, we've got to be fighting for that. And what I notice on social media and conversations in the church, they're so tied up in everything, about, but apart from being on the front line yeah, yeah. so often. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's people perishing without Christ, mid debate in the coffee cups. Yeah, well, it is ingrained at that at that church level. Like I've been at churches before, lots of denominations and and vision meetings, vision stuff, and there's no element of evangelism. Yeah, it's all about the church and us being and knowing Jesus more and all that stuff. That's but it. it's got to be an outward spiral. And have you noticed the other thing? Just as a little sideline, mm. like we are out and out evangelists. Mm. You know, CVM movement, code stuff, it's all about proclaiming Christ. But the tendency for that, that everyone to want us to do discipleship, we yeah. want to creep into discipleship yeah. and take us off the front line. Now, yeah, yeah. we need discipleship. We've got to be equipped. And part yeah. of this is that. But for me, we've got to get our, our fellas on the front foot and yeah. on the front line in the fight. Which is, which is what CVM's about. And it's, it's yeah. that gospel irritant. You've said that for, for a long time. Yeah. It's just trying to keep promoting this and saying, what about evangelism? What about the fellas? That's it. But it is, it's an interesting terminology because I, I guess we don't really like the term slave anymore. <laughs> to be a slave to something has oh, got... I said it on purpose. I know. But it's got, it seems to in our... It's in the NASP. In our day. <laughs> it has got that culture of negative sort of yeah. intention to it. But, but well, I suppose in the the the, the NASP would say bond servant. Yeah, King but James I like slave. slave. I like slave because there is a, there is actually a requirement on us to surrender our, our, our free will even in this. And hear me out on it. I think it's this process of saying, not my will but yours. Like God, you speak to me at a level where I will do what you say. Yeah. Like and and often like like you were writing in there about sulking, getting chipped up over stuff, surrendering that and saying I. That man who used to get offended by that stuff, yeah. he's been crucified with Christ. Get over yourself. Get over it. Stop he's, being a sulker. Yeah. I know it's a lot of blokes. Uh, I mean, I know that I can have this creeping tendency myself, but even their marriages with their wives, yeah. get a bit sulky or go quiet or yeah. get oh, their head yeah. down and bump yeah. their gums over yeah. nothing. I'm like, no, yeah. be a man. Yeah. 
Stop it. Be the, first to apologise. Well, that, but it's a, con- a continual choice that that is. Like this morning, I was on the way here to the office, and and as I was thinking it, I thought someone will like irritate me on the way to the. <laughs> And uh, a bloke did instantly. He was in one yeah. of these little hot hatches. Got right yeah. up behind me, and there's no need for it. <laughs> but I had a, I had a moment there where I, I wanted to get angry at the next roundabout. I'd go, you know, show him who's boss. But then there was this choice. There was this actually, like, it means nothing. It means nothing. And and the bloke, the Nathan that would have got offended by that, he doesn't exist anymore. That's it. He's dead. He's, he's dead. Well, it's that's why I think you know. That Romans six passage. Yeah. Why don't I just look it up? Yeah, yeah, look it up. Because uh, it's so amazing. Uh, where are we? Here? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know everyone's got different practice around baptism and stuff, but it's just so powerful. Uh, do you not know that all of us have been baptized into Christ Jesus? Have been baptized into His death. Yeah. Therefore, we've been buried with Him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in a newness of life. For if we've become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we'll also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Yeah. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we'd no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. Yeah. And if we've died with Christ, we believe we'll also live with him. So that baptismal moment for some people, mm. or for people being baptised, represents burial, like, yeah. Nathan Blackaby died under the waters. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead son. Yeah. You're up. You're a new yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, that is so powerful. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. But you're now you're not a slave to your sin. You're a slave to Christ. Yeah. You're a bond servant. Yeah. Life surrendered. But I mean, I, that is massive. Isn't but it? I wonder sometimes we don't fully realize or even sell to guys the the depth of that. That yeah. it is death. It is like the old way is dead. I remember baptizing a guy called Rich, um, and I remember holding him under the water a little bit. <laughs> Bit longer, yeah, 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 just so he could so feel he, it because he can't breathe that dying. air in it. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're dead. Dying. And then was the he all right? Man. Yeah, he was all right. It's a big lump. Yeah, yeah. But as he came out of the water, <laughs> I wanted him to experience that. That yeah, it was a cutting off from the old life. That's it. Don't bring him out too soon. Yeah, keep him under. I had a bloke on Sunday at church, um, <laughs> our church with Demon King. Yeah, and uh, he's another rich now, rich. When I first met him, his missus had come to church yeah. and he'd skulk out in the car park. And uh, he, he always looks a little bit grumpy, a bit miserable. He weren't, weren't a very gregarious guy. Yeah. Then eventually started coming in for a cup of tea, I had a word with him, and then he started hanging around in the entrance to the meetings. And then, uh, I can't remember how long ago it was now, maybe just over here, he was baptised, gave his life to Christ. Wow. I went over to him uh, with our evangelist on staff on Sunday. Yeah. Put my hand in his shoulders and I said to Andy, Andy Kind, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, I said, this man here represents born again. He said he's had a total personality transplant. <laughs> he was the grumpiest, most unsociable bloke. Really? And now he's like, he's smiling, yeah, he's yeah. on my evangelism team, yeah. he's helping with Alpha, he's hugging everyone, praying for people. <laughs> I mean, it's like, he is a totally new man. Proper he, transformation. Oh, like, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Because he died. Yeah. Now, when we say to people at our church, you are you are dying to yeah. your old self. You're yeah. gone. Yeah. He's still going to like get angry in a car park. Yeah, yeah. But but it's the, the power old, of the cross, isn't it, mate? But then he come up with a life surrendered to Christ. There you go. I mean, yeah. Utterly unbelievable, isn't it? That's, it is awesome. And, Love but it. that's why, I like, on the front here of the book, we put, it's time for a new kind of man, because that's what we're talking about. It, yeah. It's a, It's a transformation, isn't it? 
And I we need so. blokes like this today in, in society and communities. Yeah, That's what we're so. calling for. Back to the book. <laughs> Secondly, Jesus is also our brother, as seen as in Mark 3.35. Whoever does God's will is my brother, sister and mother. Jesus even calls us his friends in John 15 verse 15. This is crucial for us men to get hold of. We have a captain and a leader who also longs for relationships. So this is the other side. He wants yeah. to walk with you, share life with you, get to know you. He'll never leave you. We're family. In fact, Romans uh, Romans 13.5 says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Mm. So much powerful. Uh, Hebrews 13.5, sorry, says, yeah. we'll never leave you or forsake you. It's so powerful. Once you're giving your life to Christ, he'll never let you go. In response, we need to be increasingly honest in our dealings with God and work at spending quality time with him. Mm. So tip number two, how about building in some regular relationship time to your life? Forget to talk about this, mate. Yeah. You may be where you're in the gym, walking a dog, doing a yep. commute. Just do whatever works for you, but make sure you spend time with our brother and friend on a regular basis. Your life will change as a result. You may not notice a difference at first, but within months, you certainly will. Yeah. And I, I, I one guy I said this to, I said... Uh, How's your relationship with Jesus doing? He went a bit dry. So mm. I was reading the Bible going, he went a bit dry, not really doing it much anymore. Yeah. But mate, get some worship music yeah, on. Yeah. Dig into the word, let me know how it goes. So he sent me an email two weeks ago and he said, uh, he said, yeah, for the first couple of weeks, I thought he was a bit nuts really. Nothing was different. It was mm. hard work. I was clinging in there, but I did what he said. He said, then I was decorating my house. I had some worship music on. I found myself singing in tongues, praying, worshiping, overwhelmed with the presence of God. Brilliant. Because it, it does, it does yeah, come back that's your it. way. Yeah, 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 definitely. What's your drills? I like, well, just stepping back a touch, I like right. what you put there because you put, this is crucial for us men to get hold of. We have a captain and leader, but he also longs for relationship. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the, the pictures you get with the guys like Chesty Pullers, this guy sort of parading and steaming around the battlefield. <laughs> if a soldier dies, a soldier dies. You know, there's you're a, just, a, you're a statistic. You're a statistic. To get a job done. But with Jesus, you get this completely different dimension he's like i love you son that's it i want a relationship with yeah. you let's let's see what this will be and and i love that it's not about you as a commodity or you you as a tool or he loves you as a person and i'm gonna say this go on. uh and people go Ooh. but there's a tenderness there isn't there oh oh it's a wonderful intimacy mate that we yeah. we get confused with sexual intimacy and blokes so, don't yeah. talk about it yeah but there is yeah 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 but yeah, so the the rhythm and the routine for me, I, I've found, and it, it it does ebb and flow. There's times when it's easier, and there's times when it's hard work. Mm. But I have, without a doubt, seen a couple of things that, whenever I've spoken to guys and they're struggling, like you've reflected on in their spiritual life or not hearing from God, or it's often because praying and reading the Bible has dropped away. Exactly, some sort of fellowship with others. Yeah. Yeah, and it Dan, that's the last one. So important. People yeah. often come to me as a you know I lead a church on the side, and and uh, people often come to me and say, oh, "I'm feeling disconnected. I've got no mates." And I say, "Are you in a home group? Yeah. Are you in an accountability group? Are you getting involved in the men's breakfast or the, the rugby team? Or like, are you involved?" And yeah. always it's no. Yeah. And I say like, as you putting some worship music on, you reading the word, no. Yeah, it isolates you, doesn't it, quickly? No rocket science, is it? No, no, it's not. And then the, the flip side of that is the guys who I've sort of got alongside in my life and been inspired by their faith yeah. have all been guys that have nurtured this kind of intimacy or this 
this secret time with God where they pray, they read yeah. time with the time with the Heavenly Father, and, and you can see it, can't see you? Yeah, you can see it in them. Yep. It's utterly amazing. So, oh, without a doubt. So I, you know, people say I saw it for you boys. You know, you work in Christian ministry, and you know, yeah, you got that all so the it must time. Be easy. It must be easy. But I'm telling you, no, last job I had, the last couple of things I've been involved in, up at R five, yeah. In the car by quarter past six. Pressures are there. Pressures are there. Back home, seven, eight o'clock at night, yeah. our evening meetings. I mean, yeah. I'm a busy boy. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I had to build the drills in. Yeah. So uh, my routine was, this might help some people, but my drill was uh, get in the car. I listened to a bit of secular music to wake myself up. Yeah. Then uh, I'd have me Hillsong or Bethel or yeah. Elevation playlists. Bit of David Suchet reading the Bible. So about half my commute yeah. did that yeah. just to get my head straight. When I got to my office, I always tried to get there a half hour to 45 minutes before everyone else. And I had an old Green Baptist hymn book. I've now got a Salvation Army one. I'd read through the hymns. Yeah. Then I'd have my reading plan. And then what I'd do is I'd just sit, put everything down, quietly. One of my mates, new follower of Christ, said he sits there with his hands on his heart. Yeah. Because sometimes it works for people like a bit of symbolism. Or just something. some sort of contact with Yeah, his, just yeah. like, you know, I'm here. Just yeah. clear my head and be with my father. Yeah, yeah. You know, communion with God, ask the Spirit of God to fill me. And so my office days, that would be be my routine. Yeah. You know, and when I'm at home, uh, I'll go and walk my old German shepherd dog in the woods. Yeah. Do the same sort of thing. Praying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And work for me in books. And That's brilliant, mate. Yeah, for me, it was prayer. I, I really found two things work well. Early morning yeah. and prayer walking. If I if I sit, if I get, get moving, up, yeah. get moving. If I sit, if I get up, and then make a cup of tea or a cold drink, and then sit down. My mind just wanders, and I'm looking around the house, and so I, I get up and we we'll go for a walk, and that's what I try and do. It doesn't always happen, but and I I got a, on my phone the U version Bible app, and yeah. you can listen to the Bible being read like you do with David Suchet, and I found like I'd work for a month just on Colossians, and only half hour of listening, yeah, and then you've got good. the whole book for that yeah. day. And yeah. it comes back to you during the day, or I'd go very home good. and I'd have something for the kids. And the only thing I'm missing is I'd love to <coughs> walk by a river, because I like water. Yeah, a bit of natural movement. I think so, mate. But these drills are so yeah crucial, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Trying to yeah. find some rhythm. It's and hard routine. It. Let's talk oh, about yeah. hard routine. That fits. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, Do you yeah, remember so, that? Yeah. So this SAS Sergeant Major, uh, we we got to know. Can't say his name. Can't say his name. He's actually in disguise in this room at the moment. So he said to me, he said, we have this thing called hard routine in the SAS. Yeah. So we're doing like close target reconnaissance or something. He said, what we do is, he said, right, we're, go we're going into hard routine. He said, basically, you could be lied up, laid up for hours and hours, a couple yeah. of days. So if, a le if you're in the jungle, like a leech is crawling over your face or got in your groin, you can't move. See, so if you're doing a, doing, you know, going to the toilet, you have to conceal it and, all yeah. that, you know, it's like. Just do it. Brutal, you know. <coughs> can't knock up a brew it's really tough yeah he said and you suffer he said but you suffer to get the job done yeah and then when the time comes you leap into action you get the job done and then he looked at me and he said the problem is he said i come out of the special forces as a christian into the into the normal world but the men are not prepared to do spiritual hard routine mm. we are not ready for war interesting not battlefit not, not not battlefit <laughs> and that, that, I was like, that, and I'll never forget that. It's really interesting, mate. And and some people have heard us talk like this before, say, ah, oh, you're stereotyping blokes and blah, blah, blah. But actually, 
we see yeah, this, right. don't we? Yeah, yeah we're, right. o- yeah. we're okay with that. Fine. Because blokes aren't <laughs> hearing this, are they? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're not getting this way of Yeah, well, someone said to me the other day, they said, uh, I mean, this is something that's been said to me many times over the years. We might as well just hit this head on. Yeah. Someone said to me the other day, all your stuff, you know, football, axe throwing. I like, they think I like football. Mm. Don't like football. No. You know, axe throwing, sword fighting, wrestling, cars, bikes. You know, what about the men who don't like that? Yeah. You know what I said? The church. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, church is catering for those other guys. Yeah. I mean, we put on chess and walking football at the gathering. Yeah. But, but the church has already reached successfully the educated middle classes, yeah. all the more gentle guys. Yeah. And what they don't realise is, because they listen to my accent the way I'm speaking. Yeah. I like painting. I yeah. write poems. Yeah. You know, I read history books. Yeah. I like classic FM. Do you know what I mean? Now yeah. I've got the other side. Yeah. yeah. But they, they stereotype me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Like, but I but become all things to all men to reach some. Yeah. We're talking about the mass of guys out there. Yeah. 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 Who've not been reached with the gospel of Jesus and aren't being called to a full-on lifestyle. That's it, mate. Of surrendered life. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Don't it's, get me started. No, it's a bit. It's a good point, and I. You do get stereotyped, and I, I don't like football and all that stuff. And, no. But then I do like UFC. Yeah. And I know lots Brutal. of people don't. And But oh, there yeah, is such diversity. On the Twitter feed. That's all right. But there is such diversity in there in, in, yeah. as Christian men. Yeah. And, and we're I like tra- watching boxing. Yeah, I like boxing. I've been, been, been criticised for that as well. I yeah. like motorbikes. Yeah. But I also like plaiting my daughter's hair. You do, I noticed that. Yeah. You know, it's the full spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. I've got two daughters. Yeah. I watch chick flicks with them and yeah. do tender things. Back to the book. Thursday, it's Jesus who has rescued us. Mm. Critical bit. Yeah. To this day, I can't read an account of the crucifixion without something of a lump in my throat. As men, we must never allow ourselves to make our faith merely an academic exercise. It has to be a heart thing as well. Mm. Talk to a bloke who had his life spared by the actions of another man and you'll be left in no doubt as the overwhelming gratitude on behalf of the rescued to the rescuer. That's why Zacchaeus wanted to make up for the wrong he'd done, story in the Bible, mm. and why the woman washed Jesus' feet with her tears. It's the same for us guys who are part of the Code Life movement. We are literally, eternally grateful. Just don't lose that sense of wonder and awe and fight hard to keep it. This movement is characterised by men whose lives flow with grace because of the grace we know. This is a movement of men who have optimism, hope and a sense of heaven on our shoulders. We're not moaners, sulkers or cynics because we know what we've been saved from. Mm. Tip number three, never forget your first love. Don't take yourself too seriously, but take what God is doing in and through your life very seriously. As I reflect on this, one interesting thought springs to mind. The more I've walked in these truths, the happier I've become. In fact, I've laughed more in the last year or two than ever before. Interesting that. Mm. And that was when I was putting this together, when I really refocused my life yeah. on what it was really all about. Yeah. And I put the gospel front and centre and surrendered to Jesus front and centre. Mm. Do you know what, mate? The times when my life started to get derailed were the times I lose sight of that. Lose sight of putting Christ at the, at the centre. Yeah, yeah, definitely. In terms of decisions, daily life, focus. Work, daily life. Mm. I had this really, uh, on the surface, cheesy moment, Mike. Go on. Uh, almost exactly a year ago, I cycled through the Negev Desert in Israel. Mm. But about, I don't know, 900 kilometres. It's hard. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then, at the end of it, we ended up, like we had a few hours tour of Jerusalem, and we ended up in the new upper room. Like the upper, it's all been rebuilt right. dozens of times right. over the centuries. 
Jenna Bianca, we had this crazy charismatic in theology and character tour guide. He was wearing like khaki, khaki hat. He was so bubbling with Christ, you know. Yeah. And he got us all in a circle in the upper room and he started singing this old song. You're all I want, you're all I ever needed. Help me draw you on here. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there, like, all linked arms, all these tourists walking around. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's going on here. You know, it's goes. Anyway, I've got, I put it on a playlist. So I was just little, because I was wanting to show Karen, you know. Yeah. Months later, I resigned from my job. Mm. And there were many reasons why I resigned. Um, sort of recalibrating my life, really, and uh, getting back to. You know, I think what I'm really called to do is communicate the gospel yeah. in the trenches with the guys. Anyway, mate, I had my phone, and I was listening to. I was sitting in the lounge on my own, put a playlist on. Forgot that song was there. Comes on. I'm sitting on my own. Comes on. Yeah. I'm just sitting there quietly. You're all I want. You're all I ever needed. Like that. Bursting into tears, mate. Did you? I was weeping. I was like tears streaming down my face. Why? Well, Karen then comes in. She's going, what's going on? She's seen me quite like probably once in 20, 28 years. Yeah. So I'm just not, you know, I can get emotional when I'm preaching the gospel. I'm just not a sobber, yeah. you know. Yeah. So she goes, what's going on? I'm literally sitting there sobbing. And I said to her, like, you know, I found myself in these positions over the years of having a lot of direct reports and big budgets and executive yeah. type jobs in charities and stuff. It's but I'm coming back to my first love. Uh, Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. Mm. Said by Carl Bart at the end of all his learning. I'm simple gospel guy. Yeah. Getting back to putting Jesus Christ front and centre. Yeah. And in the midst of daily life, could be a postman, mm. factory worker, yeah, banking yeah. exec, yeah. can lose that yeah. Jesus is your captain, brother, rescuing friend. Yeah, yeah. Getting back right in the forefront of your life changes the game. Yeah, it does. So, uh, yeah, that was that was quite a powerful and amazing moment for me. Actually. It's a good shift, and you you put in here, we should never allow ourselves as as men to make our faith merely an academic exercise. That's it. It's got to pierce your heart, and it has, mate. Yeah, it's yeah. working out how we do that, and I think you know, keeping the worship on and reading the word, but also meeting with other Christian fellas, yeah. keeping each other sharp, yeah, yeah, spurring each other on. I mean, like after this, we're going to go out, and grab a beer and a steak. Yeah, spend some time fellowship again. We'll we'll laugh about stupid yeah, yeah. stuff, maybe yeah, play yeah. a computer game. But it's but but we we keep us each other on the front yeah. foot of God's yeah, purposes together, don't yeah. we? Because otherwise we couldn't be doing this, could we? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But but that is what you put there. You talk about or you talk to each other about a spared life, and how the actions of Christ has have, have impacted your heart and life, and yeah, and it is that fellowship thing, isn't it? But when you know mm. a man has died for you. And, and physically dealt with death at a resurrection. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is more than Chewbacca and Han Solo we're talking here. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? yeah. This is this is like, he's made a way for eternity. Took the hit. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. So, it stands out of time. Oh, look at that, I'm hitting the mic. Sorry about that. I got excited. Right. That's all right, we can edit that out, I'm sure. But it, but it stands out of time, doesn't it? It's, it's, it's as potent and active as it yeah. was 2,000 years ago yeah, yeah absolutely right it is a, Jesus is my captain yeah brother rescuer and he's my friend yeah why is he not live with him That's, yeah why is he not yeah mate I, I, I was looking up in the NASB as, as you know we like the NASB do yeah 
John fifteen thirteen. Greater love has no one than this, yeah. that one lay down his life for his friends. Mm. He calls us his friends. I know. But I, I'm not worthy of that friendship. No. If if that was like a modern day friendship, I've let mates down so many times. I know. But for some reason, Jesus keeps coming back and lets himself be vulnerable. Yeah. You think, how, how are you doing that for me? Why are you doing that for I me? It's, it's overwhelming grace, isn't it? Yeah, it's it really incredible. Is. I mean, you let that sink in. And that, that, you know, that this is why we put the codes together. Yeah. Not to replace the Bible. No. But there it's a hook for people. Yeah. I mean you just I mean you could spend a week just thinking about Jesus is my captain, mm. my brother, my rescuer, my friend. And what if all blokes everywhere, all followers of Christ everywhere, decided to live with that at the front of their brains? Yeah. Change the game, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I think. Yeah, I think it would. There's, and and we are in a time I was listening to some music on the way up. And uh, we're in a time where there's a tremendous amount of pressure on us to be like another bloke or be like society tells us to be like. You got to be fitter. You got to be thinner. You got to have this yeah. colour skin. You got to yeah. have this education. Uh, but our identity is almost rooted in this, isn't it? Yeah. It's like I, I'm the well, man I am because of him. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're going to go on to talk about fitness soon, I mean, yeah. one of the things. But, yeah. you know, I'm trying to shift a bit of weight because I want to honour my, my saviour. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's done so far. That's amazing, mate. How have you yeah. done it? I know you were ill for a bit of it. So I did, uh, did 10 pounds on hand, foot and mouth disease. That helps. Yeah. Brutal, though, that, wasn't it? Brutal, mate. Like, having a glass of water is like drinking razor blades. <laughs> and then I just thought, I'm going to get on it because I need to honour my saviour. Yeah. Know? Literally, that was, that was the thing. So just... Who knew that if you ate less, you lose weight? That's mad, isn't it? I know. I might if I could bottle it, I'd make a fortune. <laughs> I ain't done a fad diet. No. Just eating this. But the other thing we do at, at CVM is these grand challenges, isn't it? Yeah. We we, we try and inspire the yeah. network or the yeah, men yeah, that yeah. are out there to say, look, do something. Like, take on a challenge. We You've done some big stuff. Big you? stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we do the fitness Oh, we've got loads I, of stuff yeah. to talk about. Anyway, it'd be good to finish out this First one with a prayer, actually. Let me just read this prayer out. And, uh, yeah, maybe there's some blokes listening to this, mate, who haven't actually surrendered their life to Christ for yeah. yet. Yeah. No, being an evangelist, you've always got to give that option. Yeah, always. <laughs> but you could you could say this prayer and, and uh, join the brotherhood of men whose lives are surrendered to Christ yeah. and maybe restate your faith. It simply goes like this. I'm not reading this as a prayer necessarily. I'm saying this is the prayer that's in the book. And it might be a helpful prayer for you. Father, I state now before you that Jesus is my captain, brother, rescue and friend. He is my leader and your word is my final authority in all things. I'll not be ashamed of him. I'll never disavow him. Help me to never walk away and always to walk closely with him on the narrow path. Hmm. That's the thing. I'll never disavow him. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, yeah. Powerful. That's powerful stuff, mate. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week.